The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I am so excited for this show today. We have a special guest, Victor Marks. You want to say hello, Victor? I am so excited and I want you to get acquainted with him if you don't already know him. Before we do that, I want to talk a couple of minutes here. As many of you know, this show is brought to you by Million Kids. That is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. And I'd encourage you to follow us on Facebook. We post new cases of of all kinds of trafficking, uh, new social media exploitation uh, apps that are out there, and also new laws. So that's me and kids on Facebook. If you would follow us, I'd appreciate it. We are also the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. That's right, folks. We work with real cases. I report personally to the Riverside County Sheriff Department through a Department of Justice grant. And so we've had a couple of cases this week. I want to give a quick update before we jump in here. One of them is that we all participated with the FBI. Sometimes it's Homeland Security, but this time it was the FBI in Operation Cross Country, and it was a raging success. Unfortunately, we have to go out and get this kind of thing, but we were successful, and I'm very, very grateful. I'm so proud of the Riverside County Task Force. They are seven men and women who go out in the middle of the night after the worst of the worst right here in America, and we have so many open cases. We have six more people on loan. We have nearly well over 200 open cases right here in Southern California. Well, Operation Cross Country was a raging success. They were able to rescue 84 minors, 84 kids that were engaged in commercial sexual exploitation, and they were able to arrest 120 traffickers. Take a deep breath, folks. One of these victims was only three months old. And the other one was only five years old. This is happening in America. It is serious, and we must take this on and do something about it. We also have one other little victory as we're all in court here in Southern California in Riverside with an alleged uh, perpetrator by the name of Lawrence Randall. And they were able to advance his case. In this case, he's what you call a gorilla pimp. And I, again, will say alleged because he has not been charged. But they were able to advance it to the next stage at the courts. This man allegedly violated a 19-year-old girl in the most horrendous ways, banging her head against a wall, beating her regularly, burning her with cigarettes, and violating her with a gun. So I'm grateful that the court saw fit to advance that case. Well, that's enough about Riverside Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. We have an amazing guest. I don't want to lose any more time. If you haven't 
known about Victor Marks, I highly recommend that you, first of all, start right out. Victor, what is your website where they can get to know you? Thank you, Opal, it's, and it's great to be here. Um, the easiest way for people to reach out to us is just VictorMarksWithAnX.com. Uh, VictorMarksWithAnX.com, okay. yep. So you're just an amazing person. I, I've been researching you because I'm going to have you on, and I'm as excited as everybody else. Uh, you've been a Marine. You've been in special ops. You're a competitive shooter. You are known for your martial arts expertise. I saw that that deal where you're the world's fastest gun disarmer. Is that right? <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> and you have a seventh-degree black belt, right? That's correct. But all of this wasn't always true, and you have an amazing story, and that's why I want you on today, because you didn't start out this way. You started out as a person, a young person who was abused in a, in a really horrific family situation, and it formed your early years until you were able to understand the idea of trauma. And the reason that's so important for our people to understand is that it is believed that 70% of kids that are in commercial sex, in other words, prostitution, were violated as children. And, you know, you have such an amazing story of how you turned that around. So I'm going to just turn it over to you. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about that journey and how you were able to turn this around. Well, again, thank you for the kind words and very encouraging and and um, I appreciate the opportunity to to, uh, to share with you and your audience. And you know what? Uh, hats off to you, young lady. I mean, uh, for what you do, standing in the gap where very few want to. And uh, you are you're a queen warrior. And I, I'll tell you what: so much respect for you. Um, and well, and uh, great is your reward. I'll just say that. Um, Thank you. It all goes to God. Trust me, you can't do this without faith. Uh, and, and isn't that the truth? I, for, for me, um, everything was accurate. I, I, uh, I served in the Marine Corps. I was not part of a special operations group uh, where people kind of get that cross. Is, uh, our organization now uses and puts together teams of former uh, special operations guys from SEAL Team to, uh, you know, Delta Unit to, Marsock Marines, you name it, we, uh, men and women who are extremely capable, gifted, and skilled. So uh, both for overseas work that we do and then our partnership guardian group here in the U.S. Oh. But it, a lot of the things that I accomplished, um, you know, were because I was driven. Uh, as, a, as a young child, my father was a drug dealer and a pimp who didn't claim me as his kid. Uh, my mother had come from a, you know, um, a background of rejection from her father, so it was just a cycle. And she'd end up marrying, you know, six times. Wow. Went to 14 schools, lived in 17 different houses. We just were always moving. It, was, it created a, a pretty uh, unsettled environment, which made me an easy target for, uh, you know, a number of people who were both abusive and predatory, um, and it greatly affected me. And it sure. caused, yeah, it, it 
it caused so much insecurity in me mm-hmm. as a child. All I wanted to do was grow up and be, you know, tough and bad and, and all mm-hmm. of that. And, and although good can come out of that, if a person doesn't really recognize the coping mechanisms yes. of, of trauma, you, uh, a person can make it to the highest level. I call them one percenters, whether it's uh, business world, music, uh, athletics, I- anything. Mm-hmm. And yet they've really just put themselves in a golden cage uh, where they won't experience freedom, joy, uh, because they're so driven because of their past. So we'll, we'll talk about some principles and, I mean, just real-life things that I did to help, uh, you know, kind of come out of that. And none of it was easy, but it's been great because, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that will be so helpful because I think, as you said, so many people, uh, they don't realize the forces that are driving their erratic behavior. I think that all of a sudden it just comes out at the most weird times and yeah. uh, they will respond differently. And, you know, they have so much power and op- and uh, potential, but they don't they don't know how to orient it. First of all, because there's this underlying trauma that is that is controlling them, and that is, uh, I think, such an important message that you have in the fight against trafficking is understanding the power of trauma within an individual, and more important, how do you how do you overcome that trauma? Right, because even in the different realms or lanes of uh, sex trafficking, whether it's you, you know, preventive or, as, you know, actual uh, rescues or recoveries or inserting risk for, for those uh, using people. If a, if a child or young adult or adult has been used and abused and traumatized, mm-hmm. people like yourself who know, um, there's a, there is a sad percentage of a number of them, even though you pull them off the street rescue them out of the hotel, they're so mixed up in their mind that they'll actually go back to it. Yeah, because, actually, yeah. you know, that's that's an interesting phenomenon to me since I've worked in it now for, I don't know, over 10 years now. And it's an interesting phenomenon because we know that when they target a child, they're looking for availability and vulnerability. And right. that vulnerability is that lack of understanding of their own self-worth. And, Absolutely. And we, we talk to kids, don't be low-hanging fruit. Well, they start out looking for someone vulnerable, and then they put them through a process of breaking, of degrading them. So that is one of the reasons that it is so hard to help kids get out of this is that they add layers. Of, they find a traumatized child, and then they add more layers so that they can't get free, that they're in their own prison. That's absolutely right. And People tend to struggle and then cope when they realize something's not right. Um, they'll typically turn to drugs or, you know, different things to, to say, well, I've got control of this. And I, I firmly believe that most of the addiction issues that people have regarding drugs, alcohol, any type of substance abuse and addiction to porno, a lot of times are just the coping mechanisms 
as a result of trauma when they were younger and they haven't found the right tools or approach. And that's why we've made three films, one about my life story, one about PTSD for vets, and then one that's soon to be released now that's, uh, that's for civilians who've mm-hmm. faced trauma. And we explain what it actually does to the brain uh, and then how to really, truly break free from it. Oh, I think, and I think acknowledging it is probably the first thing. I would love to get the links to those films on our uh, our Facebook page, so I know our listeners will want to uh, begin to do a, a, to uh, follow you and get involved and see those films. I know I I looked at several YouTube's myself, and I was just so impressed. I think uh, we're up starting up towards a break here, but I think probably first of all just acknowledging that you have the trauma is the first step is that correct it is recognizing that something's not quite right and that's what these films do uh i mean we said if a person after watching these films can say oh my gosh is that what's wrong with me that then you know we've hit a home run because i tell people you know, the brain is never more clever than when it comes time for self-deception, especially <laughs> in the realm of, especially in the realm of trauma. But That's our behavior <laughs> tells on us. So that is true. We're up against a break here. Uh, this is our guest, Victor Marks, and uh, we are really deep in the weeds here. So stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Victor Marks, and we are deep in the weeds here in the conversation. Uh, If you want to know more about Victor Marks, you can visit his website at www.victormarks.com. And you can also follow him on Facebook. And we also have a promotional link on Me and Kids Facebook page, as many of you uh, follow us there and that way. Uh, By the way, I would encourage you to share this show with everyone you know, even if you're not catching it live. These shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. We'll also send it over to Victor Marks so that he can have it there. And you can forward this show to anybody you want to, and it will be out there for months. We have many people around the world that, that follow us and they do that through the archive and they share and they share and they share and you can post it on your own site so that that others can get this message out. We have to get this message out around the world. So Victor is telling us a little bit about his childhood. He's caught in a cycle of anger and abuse and addiction and unforgiveness based on just a horrific childhood. Victor, how did you how did you turn that around? And then, then I want to take it into how did you translate that into helping others? Yeah, well, you know, at a certain point, like I said before, our behavior tells on us, and uh, and I realized that my anger, depression, um, lack of purpose for life, and just the things I started struggling with. I started doing drugs in the sixth grade. You know, I came to a place to where I realized, man, I I want a better life, but I am not sure how to get there. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, after. You know, I mean, I was locked in a cooler at five years old, left for dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was molested by both men and women. Um, at one point, I was it was systematic um, torture by a stepfather um, wow. through electrocution and water dunking. And Jeez. It, yeah, from the age of about three to seven, um, and it, you know, it 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 really skewed my whole view of life and humanity where I didn't yeah. trust people and uh, I started having you know s- strong issues about everything what what made a difference for me and there's a number of them and I'll always preface it that I I definitely had to find faith in God um, mm-hmm. th- that that's the foundation but there were practical steps that I think God used in my life want us to recognize that something wasn't right you know, calling normal, uh, calling something that's crazy normal ain't, ain't normal. When you start right. functioning in a dysfunctional way, that that's when you have to be brave enough to go, gosh, and actually just look at your life. Mm-hmm. Look, look at relationships. Uh, are you are you lacking traction? Are you addicted? Are there things you don't like about yourself that you can't break? Right. Right. So. Uh-huh. For me, the anger, uh, I, I started recognizing that I was, re- I was reacting to things disproportionately 
mm-hmm. versus responding. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. But I ended up joining the United States Marine Corps right out of high school. <laughs> That'll straighten you out. <laughs> well, it, it, it sure did. It, it gave me uh, it, it it gave me structure, boundaries, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you know it was very good for me. Um, and it let me direct my anger. Um, and, let and me, a, yeah. Let me jump in there a minute, Victor, because you just said a magic word as far as I'm concerned. And for the parents that are out there and the counselors, I'm going to tell you that structure and boundaries is almost a lost art in this generation. Uh, it's amazing how we've developed generations of, of people who are now parents who think that children just need to be happy. To be happy it requires structure and boundaries. You realize you're out of control. I just think what you just said there is so important for our society to understand. One of the keys is you cannot be happy as a human being when you realize you're out of control. Structure and boundaries is what kids are seeking, whether they acknowledge it or not. Absolutely. That's why some kids who get caught in the system of being adjudicated actually want to stay in juvenile facilities or come back. For, mm-hmm. for, for a number of them, that's the only structure that they have in their life, three meals a day, education, right? Um, right. Uh, somebody who's going to stand up and tell other people, shut up and sit down, stop, you know, this or that. It, so I think, I think with the uh, – I, I, I tell kids, uh, even my own, I have five children, and three are adults <laughs> now, and uh, uh-huh. I'm a new grandfather, which is awesome. But uh-huh. I, I, I told my kids, and I've told hundreds of thousands of kids, boundaries are like um, r- really guardrails on a bridge. Uh-huh. And I said, I have them think of a bridge that they know, and I said, would you like to cross, would you like to drive across that bridge at night with no guardrails? And they're like, no way, that's crazy. I said, right, because even if you mess up, you bump it, and boom, you're, you're hit, right? And I said, that's what rules are and boundaries and things. You may not like them, but it really keeps you from going off the deep end. And I have dealt with the our country's top 3 to 5% most chronic violent offenders. Wow. Um, and the best way to describe it is uh, I seldom speak at adult facilities, but one time I was in Memphis and the, the juvie facility was shut down. I spoke to the hardest core guys at, at the highest level of security. And I introduced <laughs> myself by saying, guys, normally I just speak to kids who do what you do. Everything <laughs> you've done, these kids do. And that put everything into perspective. So with these kids, you know the first thing I tell them? I say, a lot of you are so angry. And you have a right to be. That's right. And that kind of puts them on the heels like, what? And uh, mm-hmm. that's after I do my gun to song because, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> without that, you know, typically we'll pull up a gang member and have them hold a training pistol to my head with the hammer <laughs> back. I'll put my hands down. I'll say, you pull the trick before I can get to you. They all laugh. They go, old oh, man, no way. I snatch the gun, point it back at them and pull the magazine out. It's been timed at eight-tenths of a second. That's and amazing. And it just drops their jaws. And then I say, hey, you want to listen to me for a few minutes? And they're all <laughs> about it at that point. But, 
you know, it's, it's acknowledging that kids who suffered injustices have a right to be angry. Because I'm right. not from that school of thought of, stop being angry, stop being I'm like, man, I think a lot more people need to be angry in our society yeah. about what's being done with kids. Besides, and, as you yeah. and I both know, with anger, if you approach stop being angry, you just get more angry. <laughs> yeah, or it's like sw- swallowing a grenade, you know, it, it blows yourself up. So it's finding what is good, how to direct your anger, and, um, you know, it's, uh, that, so that, that's one of the things I tell kids, and, and it helps them start to go, well, okay, well, what am I angry about? Right. Uh, and, and, you know, you start walking them through that process, and it's a, good, it's a good tool for people listening to do. Hey, what are you angry about? Write it down. Write oh, down. Good. Well, mm-hmm. you know, well, I don't know. I mean, I'll never forget a kid told me, <laughs> he goes, uh, his name was Lucky. He was tattooed on his neck. North Texas juvenile facility for, it was a mental hospital. He was adjudicated there. 15 years old, I said, hey, tell me what you're lucky about. He goes, well, my dad's going to get the death penalty. I, I said, whoa. He said, yeah, he <laughs> killed my mom, and now the, oh, no. you know, the state's going to kill him. And uh, i never forget when he told me about the crime. I said, does that make you mad? He goes, I, I don't know. I said, it'd make me mad. And it doesn't yeah. have to be some horrific crime. It could be just a kid feeling the rejection of not right. having someone there. It could be a, a woman who her husband's left them or vice versa or cheated. You know, it could be the loss of a loved one, which, you know, before their time or, or even not. It, it, mm-hmm. We have human emotions that should be addressed. So when people really go, wow, what am I angry at? Then that's a starting point to go, okay, what, what do I do with this anger? That's great. That's good stuff, Victor. Keep going. I, I, I think, well, I love what you're saying because so many times we, we have a tendency to look on the surface when we're dealing with a foster child or an incarcerated child, and right. we go, well, there's something wrong here. Well, okay, let's start digging. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? We, that, that is typical of us because it makes us uncomfortable when the behavior is weird. So we want to we wanna harangue that behavior and... All we can do is put up those boundaries, and yeah. uh, you don't know how many times someone's clacked off at me because I know they were triggered, right? Mm-hmm. They, right. And, and, and something deep inside them just snapped. And I said, hey, whoa, you know, before you punch me in the mouth, can I ask you, what are you angry about? Yeah. Is this something I said? Is it what it, <laughs> do you feel? I feel disrespected. Oh, because of the guy over there? Yeah, man. Why? You start and and uh, you start digging to the root of really what is a person struggling with. Man, that's that is a good opportunity for healing. And listen, I'm about as Marine Corps Southern, you know, guys you can get. Um, and I don't like touchy-feely words. I don't like healing. I don't like the term <laughs> counseling. But yet, uh, some of them uh, need to be used. And, and, uh, and I will tell you right now, out of all of our studies and whatnot, there is a new technology for trauma. 
It's and uh, it's brain state optimization. But right now, we're doing the final testing phases on it for our organization. But it is so superior to anything I've ever tried. And I'm talking wow. 123 visits to trauma specialists, Depakote, Depakin, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Buspar, uh, <laughs> EMDR, I mean, just on and on and on. Th- this technology uh, in a few sessions mm-hmm. simply records activity of the brain, mirrors it back, and then the brain starts to reset. And I've I actually... You, uh, oh, my I've gosh, I'll give you a great example. Because of the torture and stuff that I went through, times of fatigue and, you know, stress, I have verbal and physical tics. You know, uh-huh. it, they, they call it trauma-based threats. No one has been able to help me with that over the years. Except the EMDR. Hey, Victor, we're up against a hard break here, so we're going to cut out a second. We'll come back talking about EMDR in the next segment. I've experienced myself. I believe in it. So let's talk about it. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton 
Well, hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking to Victor Marks. You can follow him at Victor Marks on Facebook, or you can go to his website at VictorMarksMarx.com. He also has a ministry called All Things Possible Ministry, which is really a dynamite organization. I was researching it this morning. Now, Victor's been telling us a little bit about his life and that he joined the Marines. He uh, was starting to deal with a lot of trauma, but he has really made an interesting life pattern here in that he has taken the information that he has used and he's turned it for good to be able to help others. So one of the things I want Victor to get into before we get through the show here is some of the work that you've done to, um, number one, help sex trafficking victims, but also help people in general in Iraq. So you joined the Marines and and, uh, like that, but this was done through your ministry, is that correct? That is correct. Fourteen years ago, uh, my wife and I started an organization uh, really to focus on helping youth who've been troubled, abused, uh, trafficked, uh, or suffer from trauma. So that led us into youth prisons around the country first, and Mm -hmm. we're in, gosh, oh my goodness, we're in the majority of them now after all these years. I've actually received over 5,000 handwritten letters from children, from youth that are locked up. Oh, my. That's amazing. And we handwrite all of them back. Um, And that's where it was a testing ground for, you know, what I was sharing based on my story. And um, and then we made a film and a book. Uh, And it's it's one of the most read books in juvenile facilities in the country. Um, But... You know, one of the things we talk about is recognizing anger. What do you do with it? Um, the practical steps. And the second thing I told them, the best weapon I've ever used in all of this is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, people often look at forgiveness as weakness, you know. No. And it's the, it's the exact opposite. Right. I tell young men and women, and those who've suffered and been trafficked and trafficked said, you know what? It's very important that you don't become hard, but right. tough. Bad experiences will make you tough, but if you get hard, then you're going to be in trouble because that will affect the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that hardness of heart will keep you from receiving love and giving love. That's mm-hmm. why victims and people who've suffered... They go, I, it's so I can't maintain relationships because I don't trust people and they're going to, yeah, and, and, and that's all normal responses mm-hmm. to the craziness they experience, but they have to guard their heart and then forgive. Now, here's my definition of forgiveness. It's giving up your right to hurt someone back for hurting you. That's interesting. Would you say that again? You betcha is giving up your right to hurt someone back for hurting you. And now let me explain that. Forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation, if it's someone close or you, right? Uh, And forgiveness doesn't exclude justice, Mm -hmm. because I believe in it. Um, You know, I had a stepfather who did all that abuse to me and torture, and he ended up in prison Unrelated charges, escaped prison, fled the country, was on the NBC Nightly News, and wow. then uh, they never caught him. 
But after years, he turned himself in, did his time. I had to face him. I didn't have to. It was a choice. I felt like God was telling me, if you don't forgive this man, it's going to ruin you the rest of your life. Yes, it's like putting a barricade in your life. You know, you you can't progress forward. Yeah, well, it's like drinking poison, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hoping it kills them, but it just destroys you inside. And uh, and unforgiveness was. And and you know what? That's why I tell people the foundation of my uh, being able to do what I do is, is based on faith in God, because I do believe God gives a human supernatural strength to do what they couldn't do in their own. I and, agree. Um, so with him, I end up meeting with him, and, and um, you know, I chose to forgive him. And it's in the film, uh, mm-hmm. the Victor March story, that I'll post on our Facebook page, but it's on YouTube. Our YouTube channel's got like 36 million views. So obviously, the raw, real transparency of what we share is working. So much so, mm-hmm. it's in 15 different languages. Wow. And do you know when we traveled to Iraq uh, the first time, I was the first American to ever go into a juvenile facility in Iraq <laughs> and wow. share my story. <laughs> and everybody thought I was crazy. But you know what? These kids who are the most prone for extremism and also for trafficking uh, because of lack of value and anger, uh, yes. You know, they were so hard against me. I end up doing eight hits in one second because it's <laughs> one of the things I do. Right. So I pulled up a, one of our team guys who's a Navy SEAL, um, former SEAL, and I do eight hits on him. Guess what? All those Iraqi kids looked at me like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> and they sat up. Me too. <laughs> yeah, because believe me, violence is universal language, right? <laughs> violence and love. Okay. So, uh, and laughter, and I use all three, but when I shared my story, and I shared about forgiveness, and, and, uh, and also justice, there were young boys and their teenagers who were, who were wiping tears from their eyes. Yes. And I said, this, I looked at this and said, this is a way you stop a young man from becoming recruited by ISIS. Wow. It, it, what, it, what took yeah. you to Iraq? We got invited by the Kurdistan regional government to help women, young girls, too, who had been abducted and used as sex slaves by ISIS back you know, in 2014. You know, I have to jump in here. I don't think anyone listening to this audience can even imagine what that experience might be like. It's, I know one girl was raped 30 times before lunch and begged that the building they were in would be bombed by the coalition forces. Um, And in that culture, rape, uh, you know, or even divorce uh, or widowing, you know, women get shunned and girls. And I'll never forget one case where this this, uh, sweet gal, she was a Yazidi, and uh, there's a picture of me and her. She's covered up for privacy, but she looked at me and she said, you talk about love and forgiveness. She goes, no one will ever want to love me. I've been abused by Daesh so bad. And I looked mm-hmm. at her. I think God gave me faith. I said, first of all, you're beautiful. Okay, let's just get that right out there. Second, you have great value, and you're going to make a great wife 
and a wonderful mother. She was able to smile, but that was just enough hope. Shot in her arm. Do you know, a year later, uh, she was out of Iraq in a different country, and she sent me photos of her fiancé. Wow, uh, that's great. <laughs> murder. Yeah, so th- th- that's the one thing I always tell people who struggle. Don't give up. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Uh, we have bad days. We have bad moments. But don't give up. And, you know, yeah. Victor... You are the epitome, and I've never met you, okay? I've only researched you, but you are the epitome of something I often share in my presentations. Mm. Men come in when you're talking about sex trafficking. First of all, they're going to assume I'm a woman and I'm a man-hater, and none of of that is true. I had a wonderful marriage for 44 years until they passed Mm. away, but but I believe men, and what you just did there, I believe that men are the key to so much of combating human trafficking if they will learn four words. And those words are, I believe in you. And if they will go home tonight and learn 15 ways to say, I believe in you, if you show me a strong moral male with good boundaries, and the boundaries are the key, okay, and you begin to to convey that to the women in your lives, young girls, older girls, but strong morals, good boundaries, because what is a pimp selling a girl? Uh, believe in you, baby, you know? And if you if you are a strong moral male with good boundaries and you learn those words and different ways to say them, you can change the hearts of young women around the world so that they can begin to believe in themselves. That's what they're 100% true. You're speaking truth. And for those listening who didn't catch the first segment, you know, my father was a pimp. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the crazy thing is, um, you know, he, after his really change in life, he, he really divulged how pimps garner the trust of, of young women. And it is through that. It's flattery. They don't punch them in the mouth first time. It's a process, and then it's a yeah. breaking. i never yeah. forget, uh, I heard one pimp say, I want to thank the dads and stepfathers for abusing their daughters right? because you prepared the way for us. Yes. And uh, it, it, I have three daughters and now a granddaughter. I was raised with sisters and, um, and, and some brothers, but I'll tell you, you're right. And I tell this to men. I spoke to 8,000 men here recently. I just said, the biggest challenge to America is not, it's not the ideology of Islam. It's not terrorism. It's the lack of men to be That's right. men. That's to, right. To, to stand under the gap, to be dads, to, you know. And look, I, I don't think I'm good at anything, right? <laughs> uh, but I just, I, I keep going in the right direction, you know. I mean, I re- remember when one of my daughters was a teenager, and we got into a big fuss, you know, Tina, and I just stopped her and said, look, sit down. I don't know how to be a dad to a 16-year-old girl. Help me. I've never been a dad. To, and she's like, oh, oh, gosh, you're kind of right. And, talk, uh, talk about disarming a teenager. I right? love it. Right? Hey, we're, I was like, we're, 
<laughs> We're starting to come up to our last break here. Uh, so uh, this is Victor Marks on with us today. Uh, my name is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against that hard break. Stay with us, folks. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen each Thursday morning at 7 a.m. and beautiful, wonderful Southern California. Anyway, but if you're around the world, which many of you are, I see the reports and I know where you're listening from. Hey, I really appreciate each and every one of you that send me an email at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. Tell us who you are, where you're listening, what is happening in your area about trafficking, and what you're doing about it. As I just was talking with Victor Marks here, it is my desire to educate the entire world for free about sex trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. And I listen to Victor's story, and I think about the epidemic of child pornography that is going on around the world. And I have an intense desire to take that on with both technology and education so enough about us i want to get back to victor you can reach victor at www.victormarks.com you can follow him on facebook he has a gazillion youtubes that you don't want to miss okay so victor we're down to the last segment you tell us anything you want to tell us well you know what i I would say this we've talked about uh what a victim feels or someone who's suffered injustice uh, in their life, and it always varies. And, and I'd say, you know, never minimize what 
what you've gone through. When I speak, and I have people come up to me afterwards and go, well, you know, I, I didn't really suffer like you, but, and I say, whoa, whoa, wait, pain is relative. I mean, That's right. you, you don't have to be electrocuted as a kid to, to suffer deep wounds. You could come from a solid family, but a dad or a mom that just rejects you or is not there for you and you long. So, one, I tell folks, don't minimize it. Two, if you're dealing with people who've suffered, you know, pray for patience and love and long-suffering. Without my wife, our love story is, is unbelievable, and it's in the film that we did. It's a documentary. Uh, without a wife who drew a strength from God, we would have never made it. And uh, here we are now, 29 years later, with five children and a grandchild. Yeah, and I've seen this story of your wife. She's amazing. She's just drop-dead beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, God knew what I needed, so I'd never turn my head, that's for sure. And, you know, she's a black belt and can load an AK and shoot it. Uh, so I, I mind my P's and Q's. We spent all summer in Iraq. We, have, we actually have a residence there, which is wow. kind of what I'll share a little bit, is, uh, you know, we have ongoing work. We do have a safe house place in Cambodia. We do work in different parts of the world and here in the U.S., but we focus a lot of our effort in Iraq right now because of ISIS right. and the crisis there. And, uh, you know, even my younger two children were with us, and we recovered and rescued. We don't like to be known as a rescue organization because uh, mm-hmm. most organizations that taunt that really aren't it. Can I That's just say right. that? You're right. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Okay, and I would just tell your listeners, you know, when someone, an organization, you know, how they're doing rescues and all that, it's like, oh, gosh. Because I ask people who talk about this, well, how many death threats have you had? Mm-hmm. And if they, they don't, well, and then I just go, oh, my. Because I know this, we've had multiple death threats. I've been shot at by ISIS, mortared. I've been right there in the mix from Mosul to Sinjar to Kirk Cook, which is in the news right now. And we've reached over 21,000 kids uh, wow. with our trauma tools, which are called the Lion and the Lamb. And basically, you press a paw, and in their language and in their music, it's a specific composition, musical, to allow children to have the level of anxiety to slow down. Wow. And then there's hey, uh, prayers of comfort, which is needed. You know, kids need hope. Victor, um, if uh, let me ask you, if people want to donate to your Lion and Lamb program, how do they do that? Thank you. The easiest way, you can sponsor a kid, 30 bucks, and mm-hmm. uh, you can do it one time or monthly. If you did it monthly, we're going to reach 12 kids, but it's reachchildren.com, okay. reachchildren.com. And um, I, I tell people the hardest thing about doing this, isn't ISIS trying to kill you over there? Are targeting you, it's we never have enough line and lamb life packets, right? Uh, so <laughs> we appreciate anybody who's listening and goes, Hey, I'd like to impact one kid, and you can 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would say this to your point of trying to reach everybody it takes a team, it takes team effort <clears throat> to make a difference, right? Uh, and and I'll give you one case. There was a, a little girl that had been held by ISIS for three years, and she was literally ripped out of her mother's arms in Karagosh. Um And 
nobody could get to her, nobody could find her. We were brought into it like year three, um, and through a series of circumstances. So you know, we put a team together because we use both in country, and you know, we, we don't really give up our methods of what we do. But I, I'd like to say this: while we were there, within two weeks, the little girl was recovered and returned mm-hmm. to her family, made international news. I and saw that on your YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And when people ask me, how, how did that happen? I just go, believe me, it was everybody, including not just military, not an organization, not just, but civilians, people mm-hmm. putting calls in. And when we educate and train the general public, it will absolutely increase the risk of those who are abusing and using uh, kids uh, for right. evil purposes. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate what you do. And Guardian Group, guardiangroup.com, is, is our strategic partner here in the U.S. Who, is, mm-hmm. who really are inserting risk and training. And I, I know we're going to get them on your, your show here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Well, we're down to the last couple of minutes, Victor. This, this has been one of the fastest interviews I've had. Uh, let's take this time. Uh, any of you that want to write to me, you can do that at Opal at Me and Kids. And, of course, if you want to support this show, you can donate at www.meandkids.org. It is my desire to train the entire world for free, and that's what we would do with your donation. However, I want to give Victor the last couple of minutes. Can you give us how to reach you, where to donate, how to follow you? Thank you. Victor Marks with an X, if you Google that, It'll bring you to my Facebook page, our social media, our website, YouTube. And remember, our films are on YouTube, and they're free to watch, and it really will impact people positively. Um, Because for us, anything we do, we always strive for excellence, but if it's not worth our time, resources, and effort, we just won't do it. And uh, we're very thankful to God and to hundreds of thousands of people that follow us and that are part of our team. So we, um, I, I will say this. Um, yesterday we confirmed that one of the senior, he is the senior Islamic leader in Iraq over one of the sects. And, you know, there's, there's several hundred million uh, Muslims that follow him. He will not meet with, he, he would not meet with our president, our last president, He's agreed to meet with me, and oh, wow. <laughs> um, we're putting this together. But people need to understand, I was targeted by ISIS this summer. My family and I, we had to get out of the country, had to hide for three days. Uh, wow. So my movements there, a little bit more intense. That movement will be with 10 vehicles, 24-man security. Um, okay. But... Right. We are flat out of time, Victor. I want to do this again sometime, okay? Thank you for joining us, everybody, and thank you, Victor Marks. We've appreciated having you on. Take care. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.